Welcome to the Mind Grow Radio Storyteller Series podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Cathan, and today we're joined by special guest, Dr. Karen Weiser, and we're taking a deep dive into a conversation about finding your enoughness. Before I bring Dr. Karen on, I want to tell you a little bit about her. Dr. Karen Weiser is an internationally known coach, a healer, a mentor, an author, whose views on thought and the thought process are in high demand in her private practice, and I'm so thankful that she chose to be here with us today. She's recognized for her groundbreaking work in the field of mental conditioning and her teachings of how habitual patterns and programming and fears and upper limiting beliefs can actually keep us from realizing our dreams and connecting with the best version of us that we can be. I've personally experienced the power of Karen's energy work, and I'm thrilled to have her here with us in the Mind Grow Studio to talk about finding your enoughness. Plus, she's going to share some tips from her own personal growth toolbox. So without further ado, please help me welcome Dr. Karen Weiser. Welcome. Oh, my gosh, Stephanie, thank you so much. I'm so excited and happy to be here and to be with you and to reconnect um, via technology for uh, rather than Facebook for <laughs> no, actually Isn't hearing your voice. Isn't it so great? Yes. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. Oh. Karen, one of the things that you are known for is your signature accelerated healing formula, which includes stuff like consciousness shifting and reprogramming genetics. And the results that people get is like peace and love and joy and happiness and presence and a sense of purpose that leads to satisfaction and fulfillment. And my question is, what is enoughness and why is it so important that we find it in order to achieve those results? But we're always great, looking. We're, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you. It's a great no, question. No, no, yes. Thank you. Um, well, it's a really important question because if we take a look, and, I, and this is really the um, – Cliff Notes version, because we could talk for hours about this, but if we take a look at the way we become programmed and conditioned um, and the way beliefs set in, uh, we do not have really critical thought and um, critical thinking before we're seven. So the first three and a half years of our life is survival, it's the um, amygdala, reptilian brain. That's part of the brain that marketers market to. That's where fear of missing out lives. Um, very real part of the brain. I call it the lizard brain. And, um, and lizard, reptilian, but amygdala, very real part. And then about the time we're three and a half, uh, the limbic system comes in, and that's where compassion lives. But without really the capacity to feel and sense and be present to feelings because that's not modeled in culture. And by the time we're seven, we have 95% of our programming conditioning. And it's like, it's kind of like bad software on your human computer. We're on automatic pilot. We're not really thinking about a lot of the things. And I don't know if it's ever happened to you, Stephanie, but it's happened to me many times where I've I'll, I'll say, I'm never going to do that again. And I turn around and go, I said I was never going to do that again, and here I am. And that's that old um, con- unconscious programming that's running. And the, some of those beliefs, especially 
and the one I uh, I find especially with my clients is the belief of not being enough, enoughness, not mm-hmm. good enough, not smart enough, not bright enough, not pretty enough. I mean, you can stick any descriptor on it that you want to, but if you're operating a belief system, that's a belief system of lack. And we live on an abundant planet with an abundant creator, and there really is no lack unless we choose it. So it's critically important for uh, every all of us to get to the point of knowing that we are enough, that we are good enough, we are bright enough, we are pretty enough. We, it does, that it's, not, it's not a measure. And so, and enoughness oftentimes comes from comparing ourselves to others. And, and we need to stop doing that because we are beautiful individuals with a unique gift to share and with a reason for being. And nobody is like us. We, you know, we're like snowflakes. They're all different. And so there is something that wants to be birthed out of us that can't be birthed fully if we do not own our enoughness. Mm. And really, I know in my own personal experience, when I'm not feeling enough in some way about myself, not good enough to do what I want, not deserving enough, that was a big one, um, not having enough, but all of those kind of reflect in whatever it is I'm doing then suddenly there's not enough time, then there's not enough this or there's not enough that, like not enough starts to show up everywhere. But I find when I'm feeling it about myself is when it amplifies, when I see it everywhere. Yeah. Does that sound accurate to you? Yeah, because if you think about it, um, one of my mentors is a man named Raymond Grace, and Raymond is a dowser. He works with pendulum. His pendulum is a bullet. He's quite a character. And Raymond taught me everything is energy, and all energy can be transformed. And when people ask Raymond, can you do X, Y, Z? Can you change this? He goes, I don't know. Let's try. So it's like if your belief system is that you can't, if your thoughts are that you can't, that you're not enough, that something's missing, that you need to wait. Waiting is another horribly destructive program in our lives, mm. that you need to wait for something, someone to rescue you, something to change, the economy to get better, you know, whatever the story is. Then you put your life on hold and you operate out of lack. And if everything is energy and all energy can be transformed and then you understand that there are natural laws that govern life. And so you cannot get what you won't give to yourself. So for all of our friends out there that are comparing themselves or waiting for someone else to acknowledge them or support their enoughness, you're, it's kind of a black hole because until you give it to yourself, the love you want, the care you want, the joy you want, the peace you want, the happiness you want, no one's going to give it to you. It's, it's so true. It's so true. So what would you say, how powerful was finding your enoughness, like as you were traveling your journey? The work you do impacts literally thousands of people. Like as you were starting out, I can't imagine you started out and said, oh, I'm enough. I can do this. Like if you did, you're, I 
don't even know. Like I feel like that that um, beginning, that awkward thing when you first decided that this was going to be your work. Did you have any idea, first of all, that you were going to impact so many people with what you were doing? You know, I didn't. I had a vision um, of changing the world one person at a time, and that was basically mm-hmm. my the operating system and the vision that I had for myself in the early days. And I, I remember I when I first started doing this work, I worked with bioresonance equipment, um, and I and and this is a good example of enoughness. Um, I went and listened to a lecture with a quantum physicist and I took my bioresonance device and I was so happy. I, I mean, I had like $20,000 worth of this equipment that I couldn't live without and I was traveling with it. I had a separate suitcase for these things and it limited the number of people I could impact in, in a seminar um, or a workshop. And, you know, so I, ha- so I had all this stuff going on and I met this guy, this quantum physicist, I'm showing him my machine, my machine and he goes, Karen, you're every bit as good as that machine. He goes, all you have to do is find the fear. There's three primary fears. It's all fear of change. It's fear of not being good enough, fear of uh, abandonment, and, and um, fear of, of, of the unknown. And he said, just find the fear, shift that, and you're fine. You don't need that machine. Well, I didn't believe him. You know, I took everything he said about the fear and I incorporated it and I found he was absolutely right and that I could really impact my clients on on a much deeper level with that understanding. And I was so grateful. And one day I was working with a client with my precious machine in my living room and um, the the I felt the energy shift and I went to turn the machine off and realized I hadn't turned it on. And... <sighs> And so that was kind of a, a, a aha moment for me because I was like, what if he was right? What if I'm every bit as good as that machine and I don't need it? And so I invited three of my clients to work with me without the machine for a month. Uh, actually, I think it was for 90 days at no charge as, and to report back because I wanted to test myself. And at the end of the 90 days, I I sold all of my machines. <laughs> oh, I started, love that story so much. And then I was able to start working. I could work with, I could work remotely. I could work with people all over the world. I All of those beliefs, all those limits that I had about how I had to do my work diminished with that one precious gift from that precious quantum physicist who gave me the first you are enough message. Wow, that is that is a powerful statement as to the power of what happens when you align with your enoughness, when you are able to find it and discover it. Because it's there, right? You just have to you just have to find it within yourself. And you were able to do that even though the, somebody was inspired to tell you and you were inspired to listen, but then the universe kind of just showed you. Right. And what an amazing story. Oh, my gosh. I love it. So my next yeah, question, I, but I, I never tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next question, I think you already answered, but I, maybe you have another one. What is the best advice that someone has ever given you? 
Um, well, that was really good advice. But um, I think the best advice anyone ever gave me came from, I didn't know that it was advice more than it was learning. And it came from Thomas Leonard. Thomas Leonard was the founder of the modern day coaching movement. And he he was one of my mentors. And I was on his research and development team in the early days. And we he would hold conference calls and we would be on there. And it was kind of like a, a think tank and with everybody sharing ideas. And, and it was, it was really great. And what he taught me, was about needs and how needs drive behavior. And it's not Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but it is, in fact, probably about 200 other needs. And he had, at that time, his, he had created a system to identify and deal with needs. And I was like, as, as a person who worked with clients, I was like, I'm not going to do that. And if I'm not going to do that, my clients aren't going to do that. I knew that about myself. And so when he, um, so there's need to be perfect, need to be seen, need to be heard, need to hide, need to be invisible. I mean, it goes on and on and on, need to be loved, appreciated. And and the needs show up. I He didn't teach this. I learned in my work with clients that they show up three different ways. So like a person who needs to be heard repeats themselves over and over again. You're like, I, I got, kind of got it already but why are you still talking well it's because they have no filter they don't know they haven't been heard and mm-hmm. you can have a person who needs to be heard who grew up in a home where children should be seen and not heard so now you have an opposition you have a child who needs to be heard you know the inner child needs to be heard that person as an adult needs to be heard but they also need to be not heard so then it's opposition it's very frustrating especially if that person's trying to communicate because it's it's like a, a dead end and then it can t- come into a pattern where you know I need to be heard, I need to not be heard, I need to be seen, I, it's not safe to be seen, so I'm screwed. So needs are such, they're such a powerful driver of behavior, and they will hold us back. And one of the biggest needs, um, and, and a mentor told me this one day, he said one of the biggest needs was that we all have, that we all get programmed into, or many of us get programmed into, is the need to be right. And mm. so I would ask, all of the listeners, what if you didn't need to be right? How would your life change? Uh, yes, yes, yes. That is such a great question to ask ourselves. You know, because it drives behavior. And so if you need to be right, you're going to be constantly in conflict with people who disagree with you. And who cares? It's so true. We value other people's um, opinions. And isn't that like why we want to be right? Because we want to be able to say we were right. You know, so, but it's, it's a heavy energy to having Uh that need to be right. Um, What is the best advice you have for somebody who might be like just starting out, just hearing for the first time? about enoughness and that it's a thing and maybe looking at their journey of, wow, I'm going to go find this. What could you offer them something that they could, um, what advice could you give them that they might be able to just take with them right now? Well, there, there, there's so much, but 
one of my favorite uh, people to listen to is Neville Goddard. And Neville Goddard was a kind of a new thought teacher who really taught us, taught us that we are the actor, we are the director, we are the author, and we are the producer of our life, our movie. And if you are not liking what you've created, you can always author a, a plot twist. So I, he has one lecture that is very, very powerful, and it's called The Pearl of Great Price. And if you listen to that, it's on YouTube, it's free. A lot of Neville Goddard's things are free, but it really speaks to evaluating and considering what your beliefs are. And, um, you know, if you believe that, like, okay, I'm a double Leo with a moon and Taurus, and if I believe all the rhetoric that goes along with that, I am not going to like my life very much. Mm. Because I have the power to create, and I have the power to discreate. So what are your beliefs? You know, if you believe Mercury's retrograde and my life's going to be, you know, difficult for the next 10 days or however long Mercury's retrograde, you're going to create that because thoughts are things. Yes. And then you so, can say, see, I was right. <laughs> right, because you're going to create it. Exactly. Exactly. And so so the pearl of great price, and it's it's not easy to listen to, but each time you listen to it, it gets it gets embedded at a deeper level of understanding, and it's it's really um, it's a one of his most powerful teachings, I think. You know, um, I love Neville. I'm gonna go look that up after I'm, later. I'm gonna go look that up after I'm yeah. this because then, I love his teachings. Yeah, and then further to that question, I would say. A lot of us have stopped dreaming. A lot of the people that come to me can't even imagine dreaming because their life is so full of stuff that maybe doesn't matter. And so I have my clients always examine the word responsibility, and that's your ability to respond. It's not that heavy, heavy heavy-duty thing. (laughs) It's your ability to respond in the moment to the needs of the moment. So um, I would really invite you to just, look at what do I believe? What do I believe about my life? And also to start thinking about what do I want um, and, and begin a list. And for some people, it's difficult to start this list, but what are what are 100 things I'd like to do happier experience before leaving the planet? And I have people that get stuck at 14 or 15 because they've stopped dreaming. And a way to populate that list, if that's you, is to use the power of contrast. One of my other mentors, Mike Kemsky, taught me that. He's written a, wrote an amazing book, and I can't think of the name of it, but I can get it to you later. Um, but it's basically principles of life. And the power of contrast is contrast is a navigational tool. So rather than fearing what happened in the past coming back again, because if you're fearing it, you're actually going to be putting out attraction energy to that outcome. What if instead you wrote down what you do want? What is the flip of that? So, you know, I don't want another narcissistic boyfriend. Well, what do you want? Mm. What do you want? 
you know. So I don't want, good. You know, I don't want another year of financial stress. What do you want? Because what you focus on grows. It's law. What you focus on grows. Energy flows where attention goes. So you can use contrast to navigate, um, and it's very powerful. Those are some amazing action steps, listeners, that you can take right now. You can ask yourself those questions. You can start making the list. You can start actually changing your frequency and tuning your vibration station right now with the tips that Dr. Karen Weiser just gave you. And if you listen to her, I, I speak from personal experience. We were just talking about this the other day because about 10 years ago, I called Dr. Weiser and she answered. And she helped me to find my own enoughness. So I know the power of her work. And uh, I encourage you all to just listen to the gems that she's dropped in this, in this mind-growing conversation and start to tune to the frequency of what is possible for you. Dr. Advisor, where can people go to learn more about you and, and about working with you? If anybody wanted to work with you, what would they do? Well, you can reach out to me. I do not have a website. Everything is word of mouth and referral. I like it that way. Um, and because I like to have a conversation with people and, and find out what they're looking for. And, um, and so I work in a very unique way with people. And I would love to have a conversation with anyone who feels drawn to do that. And then we can talk about whether or not it's a, a fit for us to work together. And they can uh, reach me through my email, which is my name, Karen Weiser, and that's K-A-R-E-N. And then the last name is a little tricky, V as in Victor, I as V as in Zebra, E-R, at gmail.com. I am also on Facebook, and I would I, I do check my other messages on Facebook, and people do find me there. And uh, I would be happy to have a conversation with anyone who feels drawn to the work, drawn to know more. I also teach the Accelerated Healing Program, and I will be uh, launching a new class right after the first of the year. I'm teaching it about once a year. Uh, that's very yeah, it's very unique. It's, my approach is a unique approach. It's not cookie cutter. So we navigate with muscle testing, um, and we it's all intentional. So if you came to me, Stephanie, and you wanted to work with me, as you know, because it was that way when, when we worked together. Yes, it was. Refined, it's even more refined now. It's not about what I think you need, and it's not a cookie cutter. It's... What do you want? And what you answer to that question may lead to another question of why do you want that? What will you have when you have that? Because I want to drill down to find what is stopping you. And then when we identify what you want, muscle test and and know that we're operating the highest, what, whatever my intention is always to shift whatever is needed to get you the best result that you can have because I don't want to have the same conversation twice. I don't want you to come back and say it didn't work. I want you to come back and say I want more. 
you know, if you're or in ten back, years I, they can come back and say, "Oh my God, you changed my life! What you did for me!" Oh, thank you, thank you. And, you know, you're doing. I want to thank you. Thank you, and I want to thank the listeners for tuning in. You've been listening to the Mind Grow Radio Storyteller Series podcast. We've been joined by special guest Dr. Karen Weiser and talking about finding your enoughness. If you feel called, please reach out and and connect with Dr. Karen Weiser. She's amazing. I am your host, Stephanie Caffin, and until we meet again, stay tuned and keep shining in your brilliance. Bye-bye, everybody. Mm-hmm.